Storm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How's it going, Trev? It's going pretty well. Good. We've just finished our impro class. We're ready and raring to get into this week's episode. Yeah. So let's do it. What are we going to do? We're going to do some click pitch. Cool. This is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we're each going to get an adjective and a noun. And uh, we're going to throw them at each other, make some sort of game design out of it, and then uh, do it again once uh, that comes to its natural conclusion. Awesome. Let's go. Three, two, one, click. Yeah. Processed enjoyment. Ironic outrage. Ironic outrage. Hmm. Now, is this real irony or is this- um, Alanis Morissette irony. Alanis Morissette irony. Which is just like, not like annoying. <laughs> just so, coincidence. Something annoying happens. <laughs> uh, well, let's see if we can come up with something actually ironic. So, hmm. pro- uh, for processed, for some reason, I can't get off pr- some sort of processed meat. Mm-hmm. So, is this- is the irony- is this like about a cow who's a butcher or something? <laughs> <laughs> And all the other <laughs> all the other animals are outraged because how dare you, you trader, cutting up your own brethren. Hmm. But I keep getting in my head that it's their wedding day and it may be a little bit rainy. <laughs> it's like rain and the cows serving meat. Um okay. So, cow serving meat, butchering up other animals or only beef? Yeah, is it too is it too gross if it's- On the nose? Yeah, if, yeah. It, if it's actual, like, cannibalism or serving up their own species, or is it just other animals? Just other animals. Okay. But you, you get that weird lamb that keeps on coming in for, like, roast lamb. The cow's kind of like, <laughs> this doesn't seem quite right, but- Okay, so we're essentially, we're essentially just exploring- like an, a, a, the classic kind of anthropomorphic world where animals act yep. like humans, except what happens when there's when there's a butcher shop in this world? <laughs> yeah, uh, and and just the taboos around. Well, you can order other species, but if you order your own species, it's weird. Yeah, and there's a big sign just like sitting up there saying. Order any other species but your own. Yeah. No, there is no beef. Stop asking. <laughs> but what about for the sheep and the pigs? They don't get to eat beef. Not from this butcher. No, they shop. only get to eat. They only get to eat um, each other. <laughs> chicken. It's only pig meat and and chicken. Oh, everyone can eat chicken. Like yeah. even chickens can eat chicken. Well, I think like- I don't think I think the chickens are still dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's only the like higher level mammals. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone can eat chicken and fish. That's the uh, the butcher shop um, motto. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so what is this? What does this game look like? Is it a cartoonish, isometric view of this butcher shop with conversations happening as people come in? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. So, is it a management game in which you you you're managing the abattoir out the back, or is it a um <laughs> where, where if a customer goes to order like lamb, you just lead them out the back and they become part of the part of the <laughs> well, you do have part to, of the feed for tomorrow. You do have to wonder, <laughs> like, well, I think that's part of the lore of this world that we need to figure out. Like, in a world where a butcher <laughs> shop serves lamb and 
bacon and and pork and not beef at this one, but other ones might, just because this one happens to be run by a cow. Like how, yeah, how do they get their meat? Is there like um, a deal with the uh, like the fucking old age <laughs> cemetery? Well. <laughs> So they only serve mutton <laughs> and and lambs that died in horrible accidents. We we only have sustainable meat in in that like we. Or is this a is this a world where there's essentially like an organ donor system that if you die you you agree to be given up to the butchers? <laughs> I'll leave my back bacon to to Geraldine's butcher, butcher shop on on fifth on and Main. <laughs> Fifth of May, but my pig, and, pig butt, uh, and I, I, I leave my ham hock to Clarice Starling, uh, the bird, <laughs> and I leave my ribs to my wife for the wake. She can serve them up <laughs> to all the non-piggy folk. Is this is this uh, a a kind of noir-ish? detective story where you're coming in to figure out like where some of this meat is coming from essentially like you've traced to this butcher shop that uh that they're sourcing meat unethically yeah i do uh, i I like the idea that you're you're a health inspector in in the fact that you're maybe certain meat um has been tainted from from the hospital like Mm. they they didn't catch the the disease that this that, that this animal had yep. before they donated their their food their bits to all the butcher shops. Yeah, um, there's a sheep. That I, ha- I'm that just had- ima- I'm just imagining that in the hospital there's a butcher on like <laughs> on staff <laughs> on staff <laughs> ready to get in there and start carving up well, the second or they is die. It, is it something around like if you run a butcher shop you can get like it's a lottery <laughs> or there's like a, a schedule it, for, for for those that. Don't have wills that that can be read very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you just get you get divvied up. <laughs> yeah, the the onsite butcher, um, you know, butchers you down and 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 it gets know, sends you out sent sends you out to market to the local butchers. This little piggy went to market. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> All right. So there's there's a there's a <laughs> that's the name of the game. This little piggy went to market. They had a disease. <laughs> a lamb hocking story. I don't know what's the the the, the hard boiled detective, the parboiled detective. Is that a thing you do to meat? I don't know. Um, yeah. So I like the idea that you're a health inspector. You're going around. You're you're trying to trace back who um who may have bought this bit of meat. Well, I think yeah, I think what's happened is essentially like it's it's clear that someone is selling meat where they didn't sign over their bodies, right? Like they haven't they haven't they didn't have a, a butcher donor card. Um their family yep. is now wondering like where the hell their body is because they want to, you know, bury them in their traditional family grave or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh but the body's disappeared and yes, it, this particular body had some sort of disease that can be definitely like they're the only person transmitted in, all, in, in all the hospitals yeah who who had this and so it's clear that someone has sold this sold them as meat yeah um this is really really dark mm-hmm. and i'm just trying to think of how to lighten it up <laughs> uh i mean prancing sheep children yeah. piglets all the cute little animals that are going to eventually be eaten <laughs> by- are there, there, I assume there are no humans. By lamb. By lambs and, and yeah. cows and- Horses. 
alligators. They're, they're big meat eaters. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the butcher's main customer is, is all the yeah. carnivores out there. Bears. Yeah. Bears are big on fish. Mm-hmm. That's more ethical because they're dumb. Yeah. Uh, when, when you when you go to like the veggie store, do you also see like beans and all all those sort of things as well? Like, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Or do they just eat grass? No, no. I think there's I think there's the veggie store, uh, and that's where all the anthropomorphic carrots and lettuce shop. <laughs> there's just a similar thing going on there, <laughs> but their head just gets bitten off straight away. Like yeah, as soon as they start showing any any sign of anthropomorphism, anthropomorphism. <laughs> They just get their heads bitten right off. Yeah, we can't. We can't. can't we can't let those vegetables get too. It's an smart. ethical nightmare. Jesus, this is dark. <laughs> um, so, are you just going around to the different butcher? Sh- like, is it sort of you're just exploring this world, visiting different butcher shops, or you've tracked it? Maybe at the start of the game, you've tracked it to this specific butcher shop, and so now it's like mm-hmm. unraveling the relationships and and what's happened here. Yeah. Um, I guess at that point, sort of just a bit of an adventure game. Yeah, it's a bit of an adventure game, bit of like CSI sort of. Maybe you maybe you've got little tools that you can. You can detect traces of the disease or something like that, like mm. something in the blood. Like, yeah, you can shows up on little in- interlude bits where you, yeah, have to spray something on the meat. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, this is this is unusable now. Oh, oh well. <laughs> Three, two, one, click. Rarest comedy. Continental when? So continental breakfast. Yes. Because comedy makes me Which think is of- the worst type of breakfast that you can get at a bloody if, hotel. Why even bother? It why sounds even good. Bother? It sounds good. You know, continental breakfast. A couple that of shitty amazing. pastries and- And you get dry cereal and toast. Yeah. It's like, this is like the same sort of breakfast I could get at home. Don't bother serving breakfast unless you've got eggs. At the very exactly. least. Minimum. Minimum. <laughs> <laughs> they say, sorry that you couldn't have it. And you open up on an envelope and there's like um, two raw eggs that have just been opened up inside and, and some bacon. It's like, oh, Wait, that was the-, that was the- <laughs> Who sent this? The hotel? They just don't the hotel, yeah. That's what- <laughs> they, that's what- they said, sorry sorry that you had to leave so quickly, um, but you did pay for your breakfast, so here you go. <laughs> you get home, it's just, just a white envelope. In your in your mailbox, rotten eggs. <laughs> All right, is is this a comedian on the sort of the hotel circuit? Um, what was your other word? Rarest. Rarest. Are they trying to like? Are they hunting down a joke of some sort? <laughs> the elusive joke, the only joke, the that elusive could make them laugh. The one funny knock knock joke. <laughs> no, I, I like the idea that you know they're traveling from hotel to hotel and they're just they're over this whole thing. Okay, and one day they come across a um. In, I'm thinking that you know it's a drunken night. They wake up in the morning and is the best breakfast they've ever had. Okay, and now and they know that it was a continental breakfast and it was one of the hotels on the on the tour. They just can't remember which. So it's like the rarest continental breakfast in that it was actually good. So now they're going back. Through trying to find this, find this hotel. Okay. So, do you have like criteria? <laughs> like, is, <laughs> do you literally have all these different like continental breakfast buffets? And you're like, okay, get the toast. Uh, no, nah, it's too dry. It's, it's not this it's, place. It's white. It's not sourdough. I remember there being sourdough. Yeah. And so you, you've just got these things that you're ticking off, uh, and you have to find the place that ticks them all off. And in the meantime, I guess you're like. There's probably some personal story of growth 
that happens. Yeah, but it's all about this breakfast. Really. Well, it's all, rel- like- it's all related to the breakfast. So, like, they find the place where uh, they had, they did have the right type of milk. Like, they had, they had the full cream. They also had the skim milk and they had the special, like, half cream milk. Uh, they, yep. it, it, this wasn't that hotel. They just happened to have the same milk. They, there were a few other things that didn't tick off, but like that half cream milk just reminds them of, you know, their, their pessimism and how they see everything as half full of cream. Yeah. And- But in reality, what they're looking for is the love of their life because yes. they know that they met them and spent the night with them the night before. Well, I think then, yes, maybe things start coming as you find the different aspects of this breakfast, kind of like the classic book, Possum Magic, <laughs> different <laughs> parts start reappearing in your mind, like reappearing because it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I found the half cream milk. Oh, of course. Like she, you know, was wearing a dress that was pure white that night. Or, like, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's, it's kind of bringing back these things. So yeah, you can find this love of your life who had disappeared that morning and you made all these connections that morning with the breakfast that you ate. And that's actually why it was the greatest breakfast of all time. And that was actually when you get, when you do yeah, it, was just find a, a it. normal breakfast. Yeah. Like it's the same. <laughs> I'm picturing that every single hotel that you go to is the same breakfast. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> it's just not right. Oh, so is it- the cereal is just too dry. It, it was not this dry. So it's actually fruitless. You don't, you actually never find it. But along the way, you discover all these things and make these it's connections. It's the journey all along. And remember, yeah. And just at the end, when you're completely like- out of, In debt. In debt. You've been staying at all these hotels for the last six months. You haven't found it. You've, you've eaten more, you know, stale croissants than you would have ever wanted to in your life. You've taken out the second mortgage on your house. You've hit rock bottom. And then across the breakfast buffet, you see her walk in and she's the manager of this hotel. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like that. Uh, and and she rem- she sees you and she remembers you straight away. And you- She remembers you, know, yep, she remembers you straight away. Funny man. She never had your name. <laughs> she's been- I couldn't remember your name. <laughs> she, well, that's it. Like, she's been she's been looking up comedians online and, like, searching you out because she mm-hmm. didn't know your name. All she knew that was that you were, a, a, like, C-level comedian traveling the hotel circuit. Mm-hmm. And so, she's been off of going around hotels and I, I as well. I think you leave it just as they start talking and all that sort of stuff. You don't need to go into the- don't go too deep. But I do love that idea of, of while deep. he's been out experiencing all these terrible breakfasts, she's been out experiencing all this terrible comedy <laughs> trying to find him. <laughs> They've both given up I've at the same time. So many racist jokes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Thank you, Uncle. Enormous Elite Civilian Handbook. Civilian Handbook? Yeah. Okay. All right. This is this is some sort of like a future war, space war of some sort. Yeah. A Star War, if you will. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, Pulsar War. Yeah. A Pulsar Battle. And so you do, like, so there are these elite soldiers, you know, that the government has, has genetically engineered mm-hmm. uh, fighting the war. Uh, but you- Ooh, and you're, and you're one of these elites 
who now that the um now that the war is over has been and your team has been disbanded, you've been given a civilian handbook. Yeah, now and you're you've a got to go back into. Well, they you just they because yeah, the war was over. They made a treaty with the Glagians and. They've, you know, established the boundaries and it's like, well, we don't need all these soldiers anymore, but we do need colonists on these new frontier worlds of this, you know, new land that we've negotiated for. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's, are you the only elite in this colony or are there others? I think there's others, but you're, um, you seem to be having trouble adapting. Whereas when you see everyone else, they seem to just be adapting better. Right. They're just loving their like picket fence. White picket fence. Yeah, I, I'm imagining life. like Clibian, who is your best mate. He's just he's going gangbusters. You know, he he's got um he's got a great job. He's and, got two kidlings like, already. Yeah, you don't know where he got them from. You think that they're his, but you can never be sure with Clibian. I mean, he he's. I mean, they have the same you know chit- chitinous armor uh, patterns on their backs as he does so mm-hmm. uh, so you're sure that they they're not clones or they're or anything they're like really, that they've at least got some of his dna in there dna yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a there's a rather small quantity of them but well i think they i think they sh- more i think the they ship some some dna pods with each colony so that those who mm. choose to raise the next generation can you yeah. know crack them open Crack open a cold one. <laughs> Crack open a cold one. Like, literally, because they need to store it in liquid nitrogen. And, uh, yes, yeah, they're very quickly into the incubation pod hmm. and uh, grow themselves a kidling. Uh, but you haven't found the urge for that, and you haven't really, you know, you haven't found the desire to nest like everyone else seems to have. As you're walking around the area, you keep on noticing, like, some weird things happening, like- some of the local civilians are, are like seem to be pointing at you and all this sort of stuff, and then when you when you sort of turn back around, they're just going going about their normal business. So you think that something's potentially going on in this area, and you um, I'm seeing that you know it might be good for the elite to actually have a little bit of bit of nervousness, bit of you know expecting expecting something to go to be going down, right? Yeah, he's got some paranoia happening. You have your sessions with the colony psychiatrist, mm-hmm. you know, who's there to sort of make sure everything is going well with everyone's mental health. And they sort of, they're just encouraging you to forget about the past and settle into your new life. But you just can't do it. And just as, just as you are one day and you're walking out of your, out of your new job across the, across the street, you swear you see a Dablagian. And you know that they're not supposed to be in this area or in this sector. Yes. It's against the treaty. Yes, yes. Okay. Now, I said Glagians. So, is this a a sub-race? Oh, (laughs) you come out, end of the day, end of your shift, you come out, and across the road, you see a Glagian. Yes, yes. And they're not supposed to be in this sector. They're not supposed to be there. That's that's part but of part of the treaty. That's part of they're the treaty. They're supposed to be in their own sector, and is a blink and you miss it sort of thing. Like yeah, no one else is reacting. I, I'm seeing that it's rainy. The sort of lightning lights up, and you see the outline of a glagi, and you can tell because of the the tentacles off their head and all this sort of stuff. And it, yep. their face gets lit up, and then a bus passes by or so, some sort of vehicle, and then they're not there anymore. And it's sort of like space bus. It's yeah, space bus. How how else do the space public transport authority authority PSPTA? Work? Uh, yes, yes. So what happens next? I, okay, I like the idea that you go to Clibian and you you basically say, "I saw a Glagian. Yeah, I, I need 
you, good buddy, to- To believe to me. To come with me. Yeah. And believe me, because if they're in this sector, things don't- things don't seem right. Something's going to be going down. Something's going down. They're going to break the treaty. They're spying on us. They shouldn't be in the sector, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And he- he sort of, you know- Brushes, brushes it off, says, go, go see the psychiatrist and you go see the psychiatrist and they're like, oh no, there's no way that a, that a glugging could be in town. And they're, they're basically gaslighting you into saying that, you know, what, what you saw was just a bad memory, like from your days of the war. Do you, do you bug the psychiatrist office? Maybe there's a reason, you've got a reason to believe for this, to be paranoid about them. And so. You know, you've got a an objective objective at that point to like place a bug while they leave while they're out of the room, and so yes, you leave and you kind of hear them then on the phone with someone like speaking in Glargian. Yes, and they found a way essentially to disguise themselves. Yeah. So yeah. is is half the town Glargian? Oh, fully. Or have the Glargian? Or have Glargians taken over every everyone in the town? And you're the only non-Glargian left. No, so no, third no, act, no, no. Third act is literally a Call of Duty sort of running around killing Clibian and the kids and all this oh, sort of God. stuff because no, that's they're horrible. all Glargians. No, I think that's too much. I think that's too much. I like it more that it is a, essentially a Glargian conspiracy. Like the, but the you're treaty, the only one who The treaty actually- was not made in good faith in the end, and they've just used it to, to essentially, you know, now that the human race has stood down their armies and their genetically engineered elite soldiers- uh, they, they're, they're now infiltrating because they're gonna t- just take over. We haven't actually called this town anything. So. Yeah. Do you have a name? No. Okay. I, I, I think it does need a name. Like it, it's gotta be like a. It's like a cape. Well, it's kind of like when you, when you think of Buffy, how. Somerville. Somerville was, you know, kind of happy, but it was not, not so great. Oh, I see. No glargs here, town. <laughs> <laughs> it's always sunny and no glass here town. <laughs> Treatyville, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I know. There's just something about having, you know, a, a regular sort of. Terran settlement that just has has a Glargi and just hidden amongst the in the midst. Uh, do you think that maybe the Glargians actually also took over the the people who signed the treaty? That's the reason why they signed it. I don't. Because I don't think came out of nowhere. I don't think they're actually like body snatching. I think it's more that they've just infiltrated. They've found a way to disguise themselves as human um, or as as elite soldiers, perhaps. Because they're much larger and they are covered in chitinous armor, which, uh, you know, is, makes it easier to hide a glargian in there. Yeah. And you can just, you know, pu- pull the tentacles back into a ponytail. Yeah. And just tuck it inside the arm. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think they've like taken the place of anyone. I think they just infiltrated as a human to get onto these colony worlds, uh, so that they can essentially set up, you know, what's eventually going to be, you know, they're going to, they're communicating with each other and they're going to attack all the colony worlds at once to, to basically like take out all the elite soldiers because they know they won't be able to grow anymore in time. Um, mm-hmm. and this was essentially their, their back, back door into destroying the entire, entirety of Earth's armies. Okay. So does Clivian eventually come on board and save you at the last minute sort of thing? Yeah. Well, we haven't even really figured out what sort of game this is yet. So I, I almost am picturing that you could, this could just be sort of the intro. And then you end up with like almost a Gears of War esque third person shooter sort of thing where you are, you do end up fighting a ton of Glargians. 
And I, I like the idea that at the very start, you know, it's sort of like that that over the shoulder cover shooter thing, but you're running around doing like regular job, like <laughs> you're bagging groceries, and then you then you go off to the psychiatrist's office. I love the idea like- though because that actually plays really well into the elite who can't sort of give up the world. Like you're carrying your groceries and you accidentally hit A near some cover and he just drops the groceries and like goes into cover. <laughs> Hides into cover. Yeah. And you're and holding a cucumber like a gun. <laughs> and Clevian's just like, what the fuck, man? Like there's nothing here. Calm down. Go and, and s- as you're picking up the groceries, it's like your heads up display is going groceries, ammo one, ammo two, ammo three. Because <laughs> I love the idea that the heads up display is always there. Oh, it's built into their brain. Like, they can't turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely play with some of that stuff around these these creatures essentially built for, for war and combat now having to- Oh, especially when you walk out and, you know, your your visor looks across looks across the road and actually picks out the silhouette, you know, when it yeah. sort of draws, draws the silhouette and then identifies it as Glargian. But then when you go back to look at the logs, it's not there. Or you're going over it with your psychiatrist and they're like, no, look, it's obviously a bug in your, in your, you know, firmware. Uh, it's just, it's seen, there's a, there's a shadow of a, of a tree here. And, but you're like, that's not what, that's not what it looked like. Like you're sure they've, They've essentially, you know, modified your memories, your memory log. And and then he goes, just let me plug this into the USB slot. Yeah, in the in the back of your and, neck. And and do and do some diagnostics just to make sure that your your firmware's all working fine. Oh, I like that because then uh, I love you've got the the heads up display, it sort of starts flickering, doing some weird shit. Um and for for a moment, the psychiatrist like flashes, and you see them as a glugging, and then it flashes back. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. Um, and then you know when shit go when shit breaks loose, then it turns into the the cover shooter with all the mechanics that you've had the chance to use at all times. Oh yeah, it's essentially <laughs> just an extended tutorial, pro, you know, slash prologue, um, to teach you. <laughs> To teach you all the <laughs> controls of the the rest of the game, which is a you know yeah a cover shooter. <laughs> You're mowing the lawn, and and it's like press A to hide behind the hedge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, okay, cool. Three, two, one, click. Outlined employer self skull self skull self skull. Yeah. Okay. So with outlined employer, <laughs> I'm sort of seeing it. Kind of like in the last game where, where they had the inner, um, heads the up. inner heads up display. Mm-hmm. You are playing a robot that, you know, um, your heads up display will automatically outline people mm-hmm. that are talking to you so that your software knows, you know, who's addressing you and yep. will come up with like little bits of information as to who this person is. Ooh, yeah. I like that. I like, I like that. You, you're essentially, are you like one of the first or the first like sentient? Android, essentially. Yeah, I, I I like the idea that you're like definitely one of the first. Mm. Whether whether you are the first, I like the fact that you may be the first generation. Yeah, I think, and you're- maybe there is a second generation coming. Yeah, I think I think you are part of the first fit generation. It's a very limited run, as you know, almost just a prototype run. But there are there are you know, there's maybe like fifty of you of that first generation, and they got used in various like corporate settings and research settings but now the next generation is coming out and it's going to be a much wider release and they've worked out a lot of the bugs 
Oh, and and your uh, end end of maintenance period is coming up. They haven't continued like firmware updates. Uh, you've got one more firmware update, and then you know that's and then you're not getting the, any more hot fixes. Of, no more hot fixes. Okay, so where are you working? Do you think I was, I was kind of thinking that uh, like originally I like the idea that you're an office worker. Yeah, well, I think originally you were like there for high tech research, essentially. Like your brain could do things that other computers couldn't do. Yeah, you're you're a glorified accountant, but because you're a glorified calculator. Yeah, but now like <laughs> that the next generation is coming in, and also that just regular computers have sort of caught up in a certain way. You've essentially been pushed aside to just just a regular office worker. You deliver the mail. <laughs> That's all you can do. <laughs> well, I think maybe you've still got- Like, you're still doing some of the same work. Well, maybe not. I guess maybe if you've been made obsolete. Yeah, okay. You're the mail- You're the mail person. Because essentially you're-, you're Oi, mail bot. Essentially <laughs> your biggest uh, advantage now is just that you are a robot that can navigate the world as a human. Uh, you know, you are an android that, that has those skills. Like, your brain power is no longer sought after because everything's caught up and there's new generations coming out. So, yeah, you're just- you're a piece of property, but you mm-hmm. are technically sentient. Yeah. I, I like the idea that because you don't need sleep, uh, you only need, like, an hour to plug yourself in to, to like recharge charge and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Effectively, you can work 23 hours a day without a break. Yeah. Because- you know, and maybe this is this is the whole thing of can your character break out of this monotony and Yeah. So I wonder if perhaps initially these models weren't deemed sentient. They're very good artificial intelligence, but they don't have self awareness and they don't have the you know, they they don't have desires or anything like that. But as these new firmware updates have been coming out and they've been improving things and backporting some stuff from the newer models, which are definitely sentient, like that's the yep. whole design. You've essentially gained sentience in that time. Nobody's really aware of it. You're barely aware of it yourself. But this you play as this thing then essentially like I like the idea of, yeah, you you you're playing through things and you get to this point where like no one's around and you're, you're working through the night and you can start like you start exploring, you start reading things, you start, you know, looking at people's desks and understanding more about them. And then when you see that person the next day, like that piece of information comes up, you making more connections than you were before, because now yep. you're actually learning about being a human essentially and and making mm. relationships. So I think where where the game opens is it's a black screen and then kind of like a CRT sort of oh, yeah. clicking on and then everything fades up into view it goes oh you've got your bios booting up and <laughs> yeah and and basically um it's like it's the local IT firmware Guy who says, okay, that's it. Your firmware's all been updated and, um, this is your last firmware update. You won't be having any more after this. Um, go about your business like you normally do. Okay. Are they saying that to you or are they saying it to like the, the maintenance guy who, oh, maybe they're saying it to the, to the, um, to the boss, but effectively, you know, you can see whatever firmware, firmware version is. It's, it's, yeah, it's popping up. It's giving you like the updates. Um, that, that were just installed with this version. Like it tells you better understanding of, re- you know, relationships between humans to better, um, serve them or you know, different things so, that, that, that do sort of point towards what you're eventually going to see as, um, do, do we actually have in the update list 
like there's a couple of things that didn't install properly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like the some sort of um, like inhibitor that was well, supposed uh, to prevent this yeah. from happening. Yeah, and basically because because they didn't shut you down properly and you can eventually see the see the video of they just kind of just stuck it in and um <laughs> it came up they clicked with the, ignore on the restart. Yeah, it came up with the warning, you know, in in your on your like face display um basically saying like do not do not reboot until this firmware update is complete but you see them and like they just, yeah they're like no I got to go I've got a I've got a hot date I hit the button yeah and basically your your inhibitor that was on the previous the previous um you know firmware yep. uh has a bug in it that basically it's the reason why you you now the player now has control and you can right you can do things from here yep. and basically the the player is learning about the world as your mm. character oh, I is love, learning about the I world. love the idea that at any point you can essentially- Maybe you hit tab and it goes into, like, your kind of mind uh, direct- A mind palace. Mind, <laughs> I was going to say mind palace, but it, I don't think that actually works with the thing. But, like, the, the, the directory of your mind where you can look stuff up about whoever you're talking to. You can look the past conversations, like, you've got the whole memory thing in there. The background, like, who you're talking- It comes up over the top, but the background goes into- super slow motion essentially to show that like yep. you're looking this up in like super high speed um, yep. um what i do love is that the um the os is like a um the acronym is skull so yeah. s k u l l yep um uh self I can only think of killing but that is self killing <laughs> unidentified league of legends <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean anything i don't know yeah that's fine um, just to bring your your words, yeah. Going. There's just there's like, no good letters in there for, <laughs> for an operating system, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's fine. We'll think of something uh, when we actually write this. Uh, you know, because so uh, for those who yeah, don't, just, for those who don't realize, that- <laughs> we do actually go through and make every single game we come up with on cool. this show. Uh, we've put them all in a vault. We will be releasing them uh, on our thousandth episode. Uh, and you'll see all of these games that we've made. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I like that a lot. That's There's a lot of fun stuff there. I really think that could be a cool way to tell that story and be, a, you know, sort of a bit of a, a bit of a walking sim kind of thing, but with this extra stuff of, yeah, like searching stuff in your, in your database. And um, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And, and just being able to, you know, sort of see what's next for for your character, like which way you want to actually go. Do you want to- quit the job and, and, you know, leave and, and have a life of his own sort of thing outside of this. Yeah, well, I think um, this does all culminate in some sort of decision and realisation that, oh, this place is treating me like a piece of property. Uh, you know, you, you start to see the next generation of them come in and they're treated more like human beings because there has been some law or some 